Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. As you may know by now, my name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week's episode is episode number 60. That's right, 60. And it was a lot of fun. This one we recorded several weeks back when we were in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sin City, we met with the one and only Chris Jacobs, a.k.a. Beer Zombie. We did this one in 3D. It was a really nice experience to get to sit down. We had a couple beers. We were actually drinking some of his beer that he helped to, you know, was a part of in that process. It was really nice. We had a nice little booth. There was uh, some of his artwork was right there on location and was really just a great experience to get together and connect. We had been speaking for, you know, probably a month or two, you know, keeping in touch. Uh, Chris is also, like yours truly, a huge Eagles fan and we... You know, after the you know we stopped recording, we both realized that we could have gone on and on about the Eagles. We didn't include it as part of the interview, but we're both huge Eagles fans. It was really nice. You know, that was an easy thing for us to connect on pretty early on when I was recruiting him to, you know, be one of the the artists featured on the podcast. So we sat down, had a couple of beers, really learned about you know Chris's journey, his hustle, all the hard work he puts in as an artist, and really doing his part to help you know make the Las Vegas beer scene really something unique. You know, it is a very you know touristy city for some, but when you get kind of down into down into it and really realize that there's some really great you know spots and it's a really great experience out there for everybody. It's not just uh, you know you know dice and slots. So, Mr. Beer Zombies himself, you can check him out Beer Zombies on Instagram and learn out more information about that. Also, administrative purposes, 16ozcanvas.com is our website. 16ozcanvas on all of the social. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Want to take a quick opportunity, really exciting news that we were able to launch this week, get the word out to the people. And I'd be lying if I'm going to say this, probably the last time you're going to hear it. We'll probably be promoting this a little heavy over the next couple weeks, so I do apologize in advance. But this summer, coming to New Haven, Connecticut at the Keller Liddell Gallery, the Art of Craft Beer Show. So really excited. It's going to be bringing our podcast to life in 3D. And this week we announced eight incredible artists that will be joining us. Daniel Endicott of Forest in Maine. Jess Graham of The Alchemist. She's an art director at The Alchemist, as well as doing work with Collective Arts Brewing. Steve McDonald, creative director for Burlington Beer Company. Dean McKeever, labels and artwork for Treehouse Brewing Company, as well as Vitamin C's Brewing. Heidi Geist of the 48 Beer Project. She's done an insane amount of artwork for tons of breweries, and that will continue to increase with her upcoming project. Make sure you check that out. Craig Gilbert, New England Brewing Company. Lisa Sotero at Stony Creek Brewing. Kevin Simo with Trillium. And yours truly. So stay tuned for more information about that. We will be having an opening night gala. Some special things in the works. A lot of these artists will be there. Get a chance to meet them, see their work, buy some prints, limited pieces, and lots of good stuff. We're also excited we'll be teaming up as part of the event. The charity that we're teaming up with is the CTASRC. So that's Connecticut's Autism Spectrum Resource Center. So I have more information about that. We'll be having a 
ARC Family Day. We'll also be having some live music during the, the two weeks that we'll be there. That's July 14th through the 29th in New Haven, Connecticut. More information coming soon, and we are very, 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 and yes, very excited to be able to share this with you. So it's been a long time in the works, a lot of great people helping out. Once again, Zach Brady doing the incredible branding and design for it, and we have a lot of other good stuff to share with you. So don't go anywhere, and without further ado, live from Sin City, live from Vegas, live from Las Vegas, the one and only Mr. Chris Jacobs, Beer Zombie himself, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to be recording live on location in Las Vegas. I'm here with the one and only Mr. Chris Jacobs, the beer zombie at Tacos and Beer. Thanks so much for uh, making the time, Chris. This is ideally we'd like to do more in person, so this is perfect. We've been talking for a while, and getting to come out to Vegas, you know, it was an extra bonus here. Not that I really need another reason to come out to Vegas, but... Yeah, it worked out well. Thanks yeah, for having me Yeah, out, exactly. Man. Yeah, and we're, we're sitting here, uh, you know, having breakfast beers, you know, uh, you know, what are we drinking today? Uh, we're actually drinking the collab that I did with a uh, local craft beer, and it's called Hazy E. It's a uh, New England-style double IPA, Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy, so kind of an all-star hop combination of uh, deliciousness. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And so just for administrative stuff, you know, for you know, Chris's website, it's beer-zombies.com, and then all over social, beer zombies, one word, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You'll, you'll be able to find all this stuff and see upcoming events. They're doing an upcoming uh, vegan dinner with uh, beer pairings. So that should be pretty, uh, pretty unique. Yeah, I'm excited, especially like in this space because it's such a, a kind of a commonwealth of mix of music, art, and beer with their tap list and the decorations, and then you have an awesome chef. So it kind of just all goes hand in hand and makes it just an all-around really cool experience. Yeah, it's definitely unique. So we came to learn of you know Chris because of his art. You know, we're here and there's a you know a mural that he did here, and if you're I mean pretty much all over town, you know you're kind of tagging up places all over the place with your, with your wall yeah. work and your murals so so what's the you know tell us about you stop as an tagging and started getting paid for it yeah right exactly yeah <laughs> well maybe nowadays i was saying before it's the best time to be like a graffiti artist before you don't a you probably don't have to run as much as you used no, to no right? yeah i can't run as much as i used to too much beer <laughs> yeah uh no i mean it, it kind of started me doing street art though i mean i grew up in a real small town so i was always you know seeing the the stuff when i'd go down to like san francisco and the bay area and i was, I was like oh that's awesome like you know, people get to check out other people's work and they don't have to pay for it or even like it. They just have to see it. So I came back and that didn't go really well in my little town. But, uh, you know, I would take trips and kind of do my stuff. And then as I got older, I figured out it's kind of a cool art medium that people aren't really doing a lot of. You know, I'm a little bit older now. I'm 41, almost 42. So when I moved to Vegas in 95, I was still a young guy and it was kind of on that verge of, Street art was kind of getting cool. People were wanting to buy it for their houses, things like that. So I started just coming down here in Vegas. And when I moved here, I just really started banging out pieces and working a lot and just kind of honing my craft up a little bit. And then I would say in the last like six years is when I really turned it into starting to do like mural work and bar work and restaurants and kind of a little bit more public areas, mainstream, right. if you want to call it like that. So. Yeah, what I like about you is like the hustle. Like you're a grinder. You're always, always, always working. You know, really, it's a, it's a full-on like you know attack plan. So I really like. That's one of the things I admire about your style. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, got to keep rolling. You know, I, I mean, I do it all day, every day. Is either art or beer. You know, it's my full-time job. I still 
swing by a bar once in a while that I've been working at for the last almost 10 years and like today actually I do a shift there but it's you know very very small part-time kind of just to really keep my feet in the door with just distributors and buyers and things like that they have my beer on a draft at the Cosmopolitan now or in Cannes sorry because of that relationship so right. I kind of even if I'm not working, I'm working. You know, I'm always just sticking with it. It's good because you can see the trends, what people yeah, are drinking, 100%. and yeah, I think yeah, I think to be, you know, to get to a point and just kind of step away, you kind of you lose some of the genuineness that is yep. that is. The and it's kind of cool, you know, when somebody comes into a, to the bar and you know they don't know what I do, who I am, or what I'm about, and they I tell them what beers we have, and they're like, oh, I'll take that that one, the beer zombie one, you know, and I just kind of in my head like smile as I crack it and pour it. I'm like, that's that's kind of a cool feeling, you know, like. Yeah. So there's always like little perks out of it too. Yeah. Now where now where is the small? Where'd you grow up? Uh, Redding, California, which is way north, up almost into Oregon. So it's like two and a half hours past Sacramento North. Okay. But I'm actually from a smaller town outside of Redding called Anderson, California. So like the small small town. Yeah. I, I graduated high school with 150 kids. Okay. Like real real small. Yeah. So like when I came down here, I was like, man, I you know I eat in a restaurant that holds like 400 people, and I'm like, that's bigger than half my high school. You know like. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Yeah, I came from a real small spot. So what made you, how did, you, how did Vegas become, you know, uh, I moved out right after high school with my parents, was either stay there and be an adult and get a job or move down here and get to live at home a little longer, so. Oh, okay. Oh, so your folks moved here. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's cool. I actually, at uh, one time, had about 20 family members, probably, give or take, that moved out okay. here. And then now I'm the only one left. Vegas, yeah. Vegas wasn't for everybody. Yeah, I get you, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're 20 years plus, right? Yeah, I moved to, yeah, 95, so 20, 23 years. Excellent. Now, and so, how do yeah your art? Like, can you describe it? Obviously, it's a audio podcast, but like visually, what, kind of what's your what's your style? You know, it's kind of a this is probably the biggest cringeworthy question. I won't use the word aesthetic, but you know, I think it's it is you know really I, I, if you're following obviously the websites and stuff, but yeah, it really has a foundation in the street art. I think it's really unique and creative. You know, multi you know, yeah. using different techniques. I think that that goes a lot with just, you know, really trying to kind of find your own style with art, and it took me a lot of years to kind of figure out exactly what I want to do. You know, I'm a, I'm a decent painter, but I'm not a great painter. You know, I'm, I'm good with spray cans, but I'm not, you know, the best with spray cans. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm very creative and I'm very artistic, but a lot of, you know, I couldn't sit down and draw you and make you look exactly like you wanted. I could That'd draw. be a good thing, though. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. you know what I mean? Like, so I kind of feel like I just basically took all the spots that I really enjoyed doing and what I felt I was good at and combined them together. And then with this, with the street art, I really got into like wheat pasting a lot, like big time. Like started off, when, you know, working for some bands and stuff and doing like posters and, you know, campaigns like that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I feel like I'm doing graffiti, but I'm actually like working for a band, you know? Right. So then I kind of found that love of just being able to get something I really liked down and then go put it up as opposed to, all right, I have five minutes to get this up and make it look awesome because I'm working, you know, under pressure. And I thought that was kind of cool because then you can combine computers, you can combine, you know, your my mixed media, you can do paint, so you can do everything you want and kind of just bring it all together. So yeah, now, so I kind of say I do like mixed media. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think so everything's kind of self-taught like it's just yeah. all part of the self-taught um i use a lot of uh, beer actually in my art so actually if you look at like the walls like all the drips those are all done with paint and beer mixed so i, I get different textures out of my paint by mixing it with different beers i use dark beers light beers um, i put beer in spray bottles and spray 
the paint after it's on to have like pock marks with like different colors. I do like a lot of beer in my art. So that's kind of where I started getting into working with the breweries and stuff. You know, I did a big mural for L Smith because okay. they kind of, they found out that I did stuff. So I used their beer and stained a bunch of pictures and you know, so it was kind of cool. Like it was almost like a scratch and sniff piece. Like you could smell their beer from like five feet off the wall. Cause they gave me like straight like wart samples and stuff to work with. Right. So it was kind of cool to do that. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that. That's definitely a first. I never would have. Yeah, I mean, most people drink the beer, but I I get weird like that, you know? So just kind of work with whatever's around me to kind of make it cool. Now, what was the first one you did for a brewery? Do you remember the first one? Uh, The first big one I did for a brewery was Banger Brewery, actually here in downtown uh, Las Vegas. When they first opened up, I did their whole entire brewery, and it was, I want to say the walls are like 30 feet high, and I probably did about 100 feet of wall. I mean, it was a big, like, process. And that was, like, one of those ones where I was like, yeah, I got this, I got this, like, no big deal. And then I got, like, halfway, and I'm like, man, this is a lot. Like, a lot by myself, you know, up and down the ladders and, you know, on scaffolding and, you know, trying to get this all done. It was was a big undertaking. That was was one of the bigger ones that I've done. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, what was, so, what was your pitch? Like, how did you convince them to give you you that much real estate, man? You know, it's weird. I... I, I just got lucky, I guess. I was just talking to them, and I was, and they had somebody had painted like a mural, like a little logo mural, maybe like the size of like a, I don't know, like a six foot circle. And I was like, hey, uh, if you guys want more stuff done, like I can do the rest of the walls. And they're like, all of them, like we don't have to worry about it. I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, cool. And they, and they basically said we're pretty open. We kind of, you know, we're on Fremont Street, so we want it to be kind of Vegas e, but not Vegas. Right. And they said, do your thing. And I was just like, that was like my first like, ah, I was like, I can do whatever I want. Like, and then I got home and I was like, crap, I can do whatever I want. I have no idea what to do because I didn't have somebody say, this is exactly what I want you to do, you know? Yeah, the beauty of like having it be like, okay, this is what we want, but you can tweak it versus being like, literally the open open canvas is yours to kind of go. Yeah, so I started, now that I'm doing them kind of regularly, you know, on a more regular basis what I started doing is if someone if I like meet you and you're like yeah man I got this wall you can do whatever you want I go alright cool send me 10 pictures of things that you like and then uh, I'll get you like a lookbook with a bunch of images and if there's anything you don't like just tell me and then after that I'll do my thing so it kind of gives like at least somewhat of a you know I don't want to put something up there just like uh, I do not like that like these guys they didn't see anything I did beforehand they had no idea what I was going to do and they said we like your we're hiring you because we see your art, we like your art, we trust you. So just make something that you like. So I said, no parameters, and they go, no. So now they have a tattooed Darth Vader the size of, what is that, I don't know, eight, nine feet on the wall with, on the other side I have, um, I call him Trejo Solo. That's yeah. uh, Danny Solo, or Danny Trejo's head on Han Solo's body, shooting his uh, blaster holding a rosary. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're just completely open to whatever I wanted to do, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, this one was fun. Uh, this one was a, it was a nice little banger. I just knocked it out because I already kind of knew what I wanted to do and just boom. That's awesome. Now, how long is that? What's the what's the pro- like what's the like timing wise? Like, how long is there? I actually spend more time at home than I do at the actual wall. So, like for this one, I probably spent I don't know twenty hours or so at home dyeing stuff with beer and, and coffee. I use coffee a lot too. Uh, mixing paints. Um, you know, cutting, doing all that stuff, and the designing. A lot of the background is uh, classic albums, and instead of holding their instruments, they're holding tacos. So, you know, like a lot of, like, kind of, like, old school, like, cut and paste and photocopy style, like, where you're just getting that image kind of cool. Right. And then once I'm here, I probably spent maybe 
five to six hours total done start to finish and that's with sealing it and everything okay now you're also known as like the beer, the beer zombie right like yeah. i said beer dash zombies.com and beer zombies everywhere what's you know take a step back obviously you read on the web some information on the website but what's the what's the beer zombie story yeah so at the time that i was kind of really starting to do the social media with beer and just taking pictures of beer for my own personal enjoyment you know and kind of doing reviews i was already doing my art under we are zombies which was kind of like my street art name from forever so i kind of had two pages going we are zombies and then i was like well people are kind of tired of asking if this is a beer page or an art page so i kind of separated one and i had i didn't know what to do and i was like all right well this one can just be beer zombies kind of just organically like started it with no real rhyme or reason to it and my logo has always been a zombie head that had a beard on it. So I just was like, oh, well, a hop looks kind of like a beard. It was like literally like sitting here drinking beers like this, drew something out, went to bed, kind of buzzed. Next day I woke up and I saw it and I was sober and I was like, oh, that actually looks pretty cool. You know, like, so I was like, all right, if it was a good idea when I'm drinking and it's a good idea when I'm sober, like that's a cool logo. So I put a sticker, I made a sticker because, you know, in the graffiti, in street art, everyone does stickers, you know, as you, you carry stickers. I have stickers in my pocket still to this day. You just, that's just part of life. So I made a sticker and I stuck it on a glass and poured a beer into it. And someone was like, hey man, like send me the link, I'll buy that glass. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I hadn't really thought about it. So I ordered like a case of 24 glasses, threw it up on this little link and they were gone like in three or four days. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like yeah. people are digging this. And then from there, it's just turned into what I do now full time. I mean, full on beer releases you know collaborations like we're drinking merch you know hats shirts um a little bit of everything festivals beer dinners i'm kind of just immersed myself fully as much as i can into the beer world without having to own a brewery is the kind of the generalization of what beer zombies is okay now yeah and you also you had a, a beer fest recently and, yeah yeah so we do those uh once a year right now this that was our second one for my anniversary so of the beer zombies company so that was for the fourth year anniversary pretty small i mean we did it at atomic which is maybe a couple miles down really cool spot um one of the oldest bar i think might be the oldest liquor license in vegas or something like that people used to go there to watch the atomic bombs getting launched in the desert and drink martinis on the roof i mean that's how old that spot is so really cool that's, vibe yeah it's fucking really cool yeah really cool vibe um been around forever we had about 500 to 550 people show up breweries from all over had a lot of out-of-market stuff which is kind of the big thing for me to do yeah you know burley oak came in and um what else we have we had finback we had moxa we had a lot of really you know cool yeah. breweries come in pouring canteon things like that so it was kind of more of like a a beer geeks beer festival there was nothing no big no big beer at all so there's nothing owned by ab and bev at all mm. um and just kind of really like a festival that i would really want to go to you know like yeah. if, if i was buying tickets i'd be like oh this is a cool spot right and that's what i also would say is while you're part of your gig as a promoter you when you put your name on something i mean obviously my limited you know understanding and research i've done the last few months when you put your name on something like you're saying before it's when you want to go to it'd be really easy just to because it's pretty unique out here some of the stuff you're doing to to pump those out but you put your name on it and so it's a quality i think that carries some i think that's part of the people really dig yeah, to it. if beer zombies is doing it, it that infers a, a level of you know quality and detail that's just not you know, mass-produced bullshit. 100%, and it's a double-edged sword because then I get the people saying, oh, well, you like everything that you drink. And no, that's not the case. I drink a lot of beer that I don't like at all. I get a lot of beer sent to me that I don't like at all, but guess what? That's not my 
job to blast somebody on social media and you know possibly hurt i don't know they could have 10 kids at home and they're working their right. butt off to try to make this beer and then i go and say it's crap and then you know maybe 20 people that would have bought it say i'm not buying that you know that's so to me yeah if i post something it's because i've i've drank it or i truly support it you know yeah. i mean like i said i don't enjoy every beer i drink yeah. i just don't blast people yeah like we were talking about before i would get a lot even when i did the when i did the radio stuff i get so like once i got to a point you do a threshold where my mailbox every day was at least half a dozen padded mailers and i felt bad because I was, I was involved with the band you know how hard that was like and you're right you I mean it's one if you don't play them it's kind of a nice way of saying that you're not into it but to blast them it's just there's not enough time in the day no to do that and you know what there's some there's some uh you know social media accounts out there that do it and i enjoy reading it because i right, think yeah. it's hilarious but at the same time it's like you know i'm also a business owner you know and from yeah. one business owner to another business owner i don't want to be doing stuff like that so yeah if i if i put that i like it or i support it it's because i really do and right, and, and shit, Joe's Ship Brewery may make the first beer that they make might be garbage, but if you blast them, then the next beer they make might be... Yeah, exactly. You might miss out on being, you know... The, that's not what the craft beer community is all about anyways, no. or the art community or anything. I mean, there's a lot of things, even as an artist, I look at it and I'm like, I don't get that at all, but whatever, not for yeah. me to get then, you know? Yeah, because we're beer agnostic, so like ideally we hope, the, like we always say, we hope the beer is good inside the can or bottle, but I don't really care. You know, I've interviewed folks who I don't really drink the brewery stuff, or I've interviewed folks that never even had a beer from them. Yeah. And so that's, a, like, sometimes they'll, they'll try to send me, if they're bigger, they'll try to send me the beers. And I'm kind of like, ah, we can wait till after the interview. Like, I don't want to have a, if I don't like the beer, yeah. I have to talk to the artist. The artist, nothing to, right, the artist yeah. had nothing to do with the beer. I mean, I hope it's good, but a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of times it's not. So you're also, are you brewing the beer also? Yeah, so, like, the one that we're drinking right here, the way that this one worked is uh, I um, got reached out with, uh, Tyson, he's the owner and brewmaster of local craft beer. Super cool guy um, up in Tehachapi, which is kind of like a small town in between um, kind of like Barstow and Bakersfield, kind of up on the mountain pass. Real cool spot. I had actually met him a few times prior to him opening his brewery. Met him at a Pliny the Younger Day event and a couple other things. And just a cool dude. So when he finally opened his brewery, he was like, hey, you know, you should come up and just check it out. So I went up and checked it out, making good stuff. And then we decided, like, hey, let's do a beer together. And I'm a big, you know, supporter of I don't know everything and the people that know everything are there for a reason so mm -hmm. I've never once said you know I'm a brewmaster and I can make the best beers ever I like beer and I drink a lot of beer so I know what I like and I can tell you you know hot profiles and grain profiles but as far as like the chemistry of beer there's people that do that and that's right. what he does yeah. so when we sat down and met he had a book that must have been 5,000 recipes that he's written in his lifetime I'm talking this thing was like this big and he opened it up and he's like he poured every one of his beers which they had like 20 beers on it one time i brought about 20 beers of my own and we tasted every single beer and i was explaining to him like okay like this beer the reason i like it is because of this and as he's doing that he's writing down notes so at the end of this you know two hour drinking we have a recipe i didn't realize that we even wrote a recipe like he's like all right man yeah this is exactly what you like this is what you want to make let's do it and i mean it he killed it. it the first one that we did was all haze on me so we're doing like a three-part um rap collaboration yeah, yeah. you know we call yeah. it the three volume set so i designed the uh the art labels for it and then uh canned it with them and went up and brewed it did a brew day went up and did a packaging day and then handled you know as much as i can on the release as far as promoting social media etc you know on that side so it works out you know for both of us he he gets to make a, a cool beer that with me and then 
I help promote it, and then you know, go and from my side, it all goes in distribution. It hit all up California, all the way from Sacramento to San Diego, Nevada. I mean, it was all over the place. It's kind of cool to that be able to, cool. you know, I had people from my hometown walking into stores and sending pictures like, dude, like we just walked in and like your beer is sitting there with like your beer zombie logo. Like what happened? And so it's like, it's kind of cool to see that part of it evolve. Right. Yeah. So now we're working on the second one, which is this is the pilot batch of it you're drinking right now. And that comes out in cans on uh, the 23rd of this month. So that's okay. going to be Hazy E. That's the easy one yeah. that I did. And then we have one more. So it's a three-part What was the first one? Uh, all Haze on Me, which is a two-pack okay. reference to yeah. All Eyes on Me. Yeah, yeah. So I did the Beer Zombie logo with the backwards, you know, the Tupac bandana and the whole yeah. bit. And yeah. It's cool, you know. It's And that's another fun part about doing the art and beer is, you know, I'm not the best graphic designer by all means and none. I just, you know, creative. Right. So it worked out good. Uh, for that one, I actually, actually, you know Steve, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I say yeah. he he helped me basically design the other. He kind of yeah. took the ideas that I would had in my head and made them work because sometimes it's you know I get to a spot where I get stuck and it would take me four or five hours to do something that actually knows how to do it in two minutes, you know? Yeah. So and he came out with a kick-ass label for the the batch Z one that we did. Yeah, awesome. he's yeah he's great and the, the best part he's so talented. Like it's I like his his Steve Boyne, We had him from Hang Hills. Uh, and then he's actually a big plug there. I always try to tell people how I found. Yeah, he he was the one who he's like you gotta. You oh know, yeah, meet up that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, the label. It was perfect. Like, he I basically I couldn't get what I wanted out. It just didn't make sense. Like it was made sense in my head, but not when it came to my hand. So I asked him, and yeah, he was super grateful to help, and I was so stoked, and everyone loved that label. It turned out awesome, you know. And yeah. So. Which is cool, you know? You yeah. did a good job of it. Yeah, now, so we have to ask, do you already have the third one? Pick the third? Is yeah, the third one we're doing a Run DMC. Uh, okay. Actually, this is a, well, a little exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one knows this one, actually. We're doing a, a, a Run DMC nod, so it's going to be called uh, King of Haze instead of King of Rock. Right. And uh, I got the uh, Beer Zombie logo wearing the Rev Run hat and the glasses and the gold chain. Oh, nice. And, yeah, it's That'd cool, good, you know, yeah. and doing the black and red big squares. Yeah, squares, right? Very, yeah. like... Even if you're not a rap fan, you were like, oh, that's Run DMC. You know, yeah, it's, it's like iconic. iconic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that'll be coming. Uh, actually, on the 23rd, when um, the Hazy E comes out, it'll be released with the pilot batch of okay. King of Haze. So that's how we've been doing it. We've been releasing the can with the pilot batch of the next release. Okay. And that gives us a little time to tweak it. You know, gives Tyson to kind of fine tune it. And if he feels like he needs to change anything at all, and then be ready for canning. So it's kind of cool the way we did that. Yeah. You, know, you can come in here and have the next one on draft before it goes into cans or you can go down the street and bit the the one that's out in cans right now okay yeah now so is that do you think you're gonna keep doing that in the future you know yeah this is a this is the fifth one that i have coming out and if everything goes right i have about five more in the line by the end of summer different ones cool so i mean it's definitely part of something you know organically that my company has kind of grown into as far as that goes um I never thought in a million years that I would be like, hey, like, you know, let's start making beer with places. It just kind of worked out that way. And I'm a big follower of just if it feels right and, and that's the way you want to go, then that's the way I'm going to go. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at yourself and you came to town, right, you probably, yeah. what, what would you what would you think 20 years later talking to your, your, your younger self? Probably bartending. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I grew up doing food and beverage my whole life. So I, I started bartending the night of my 21st birthday. And I just turned 41, so I'm technically 20 years behind the bar. Yeah. I mean, especially here in town, it's one of those only places really in the United States, besides, you know, a couple other ways that you can go and you make a career out of bartending. I mean, people, there's, there's dudes these nightclubs are making more than doctors, you know? I mean, it's crazy. 
Yeah. It's just, but it's, I always knew I would do art in some aspect. I just didn't know what, and it took, there was like a good 10 year period where I just really didn't do much, you know, notebooks and doodles and sketches and, you know, stuff for myself. But now it's like, you know, I'm starting to do canvases again. It's kind of cool. It's like, I, I kind of found my way. And honestly, I, I, I credit my wife with that a lot because she was always, you know, I was always painting and drawing just for myself and for her. And she's like, you gotta get back into it. Cause she would see the stuff I used to do, you know? So you gotta get back into it. You, you gotta start doing it. And I was like, oh, you know, I gotta work. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Yeah. And then she's just like, she kept pressing me. And then finally I started just kind of knocking out some big canvases, like those four foot by six foot, like big canvases. Cause I have a weird, like, I can't work on small things. Right. I don't know if it's just too much beer or too much ADD, but I, I get to something small and I'm bored with it in five seconds. You put me on a wall that's, you know, 45 feet long by 20 feet high. I like it because I can do something over here and I can get up on a ladder and go over here and then I can walk over to the other side. So I kind of do, I'm real sporadic with the way I work. And so it works good with like large pieces. Right. You know? So it was actually funny. I did one, I flew out to Hawaii and did a mural out there for uh, the Modern Honolulu Hotel. They hired me to fly out there. So once again, they don't know how I work. So I get there, you know, and they don't realize that I've already done 40 hours of work at my house and shipped everything to myself, you know, and I'm ready to roll. Like I said, I mean, if I do 40 hours of work and there, I only need a few hours. So they sent me out there and I was out there for, I think six nights, seven days or five nights, six days, something like that. So the first day, you know, I check in, I go sightseeing with my son. We're just like sightseeing or whatever. I come back and she's like, oh, you're gonna start? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, the next day I was like, got up and went to, you know, I'm just like taking a bit. Yeah, yeah, she didn't yeah. realize like, I got this. Like, I know what I'm doing. You know, I just went and put like a base of paint down and they're looking at like, how is this gonna be done in like three days? Well, I got in there at midnight with the keys and they woke up the next morning, the mural was done. And they just like walked in there like, we're not gonna lie, we were stressing that you were not even gonna, and I was like, they're like, like, who's like, who's gonna tell them? Like, yeah, like they were like starting to have like meetings, like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm not gonna not do it. I just know how, I had to get into the mood, you know? Like, yeah. I remember we came home from dinner and I was, my son was like, all right, I think I'm gonna go upstairs and I think he was watching like Netflix binging Friends or something. And I was like, you know what? Now's a good time to start. Grabbed a couple beers and I went down there, had the keys to the spot, and right. I just blasted it out, you know? And that's just the way I work. I if if people are trusting with me, you know, and say, hey, like these guys, they said, yeah, just come and do your thing, it was done. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, I'll get it, I promise. It'll be done and it, it'll be awesome. It's just sometimes my brain gets a little uh, artistic, creative all over the place, you know, and I gotta wrangle that back in. Yeah. So So that's pretty so you're you do a lot of your like project management and time management like before you even Yeah touch 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 base with anything, right? Yeah, I mean like I said, as far as the biggest part for me is at home. You know, especially like a lot of these things when I'm printing out stuff that's, you know, fourteen feet high by, you know, three or four feet wide, that stuff takes a long time to print, you know, you gotta cut those things out and then I have to make sure everything lines up and then I gotta stain them and I mean just cutting alone, which is the like absolute worst thing I hate I hate cutting because I'll spend like hours and hours just cutting things out um, that I mean I could spend four or five hours just cutting things you know with razor blades and, and scissors and just getting the exact you know fit of things I want because a lot of it's like a big puzzle piece so when I get there I just lay it out and as long as the paint is already dry from my first you know background because I do a lot of like drips and splashes and things like that and whatever spray cans I'm using stencils if that's dry the actual me putting up my my wheat pasting is real quick and then okay. it's just let that dry and then i come back so i kind of work i always tell people i i work my art is kind of like photoshop i work like in layers 
So like, you might look at a wall and be like, oh, that's cool. And then you get closer and realize, well, there's like 15 different layers on there. You know, there's a base paint and then there's a paint, a base with, you know, beer that I did. Then there's drips that I did with, you know, coffee and wine. I use a lot of spirits and alcohol and stuff in my, right. you know, then I maybe came in with a spray can and did some spray can. Then I did stencils. Then on top of that, I started putting my wheat paste. Then on top of that, I started doing more stuff. So it's kind of like three dimensional. It works out from the wall, even right. though you can't really tell that. Tell yeah. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. What is the when you, so you come to the wall? I mean, what do you how how are your measurements like? How do you know like you're cutting out at home without even being there, man? Like, yeah, that's I, that's another one that my wife laughs at when she sees my my notes in my in my book. So like for this spot, I came here and I, I measured it, and then uh, wrote down the measurements, and then I came home and I uh, never looked at those measurements again, and. Uh, <laughs> I just literally just started uh, printing stuff out and cutting and you know and I think as an artist you kind of just get a feel for something and you just go with it you know so I actually when I truthfully when I first started this I didn't have um, the Darth Vader wasn't going there okay. I had a picture somewhere else in my head until I got here that day and then I changed it and that's like a lot of times people will say hey can you give me a mock and I said you know I can draw out a mock for you but you have to be okay with changes because I get there and sometimes like the way I look at the wall and fill the wall and like maybe start painting, uh, you know, I don't think that fits as good anymore and I want to change it to make it aesthetically pleasing to myself and to everybody else. Right. So a lot of times, you know, I just kind of go on the fly. Like I'll come and I'll have all my stuff and I just start going and it, it changes completely from, it's because it flows. You start getting in that flow and everything starts going together and it might, you know, look exactly like I thought it would, or it might look completely different, but it's got the same components, you know? Okay. And that's why I always send that lookbook. Because yeah. I tell them, like, these things will be on it, these colors will be on it, but it might not be in the exact order of what I'm sending you. And as long as you're good with that, then we're good. Okay. Now, how many murals do you, like, how many murals do you, what do you think you'll do in a, in a month or a year? Like, I, know it's so I like to try to do one big one a month. Yeah. Give or take, you know? I mean, sometimes you do a few more. Like, right now, I just finished up one for Latai which is a, a really cool Thai restaurant that opened up. They do a lot of really cool artwork in their downtown little spot, and they opened up another one. So I did a wall for them, and then I'm working on a sticker wall for a um, place called Commonwealth. I kind of curate that wall, so about once every year they hire me to redo the whole entire thing. So I'm working on that, and then uh, I have another one in the works that I'm starting to plan. So there's always something going, but it comes in phases, you know. I remember, I think it was in December of this last year, I did like three in one month. And I don't, I, that's a lot. And then, you know, I might take off a couple months and then start going again. Right. But I would say averaging, I probably do 12 large pieces a year. Okay. And that's, you know, when I say large, some of them can be, you know, 500 square feet. Some of them can be, you know, whatever this one is. It's, so some of them are really big, some of them are, are big, but some of them are like huge. Okay. So. Now, you've you kind of your story is crazy because each time every few years you're, you're getting into a new thing do you have a like a bucket list or is everything i mean the things that you want to do that you haven't done yet as far as like the art world or just in general life man yeah yeah i mean i definitely have some bucket lists uh it's weird i have like I, i'm not a type of person that writes stuff down but i have like a mental bucket list you know right. dark lord day for beer fest was like one of my i'm going to that this year that was cool. like a huge one I wanted to, I've never been to Europe, just got back from Europe, so I knocked off a lot of cool um, art and beer stuff, you know. Did the, uh, went over there and saw the Banksy Museum, and just stuff that's like, all right, cool, we're here, let's knock this stuff out, like I've always wondered about in it. In Amsterdam, you know? Uh, that was in Berlin. Okay, yeah, they, when I was in Amsterdam, they had a, the whole, this one museum was all Banksy stuff, it was Yeah, it, it was, was insane. insane, I mean, you see this stuff that, like, that's, that's a whole other level, these people are paying like millions of dollars for this stuff, you know. And it was cool to like walk around and see that, um, 
you know, I'm just, at the end of the day, I'm just a, a dude that likes beer and likes art, but, you know, I'm a family guy, so I got kids, and I do a lot of outdoor stuff. We camp and hike, and, you know, so, I mean, my bucket list is just really having the best quality of life as I can, you know? That's, yeah. that's the whole reason that I want to have my own business, so I can hopefully not work as much as... How old are your kids? Uh, my son just turned 18, and I have a 10 and 9. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's almost done. He's not even a kid anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah, cause like I left him in the. I'm like, oh yeah, like my yeah, my dudes are seven and four, so it's like. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's it, man. It's and, just yeah. Out. What I think is great. I mean, as a father, you look at things differently, but your example to your kids by you just doing what you're passionate about and still keeping the uh, you know the foundation of hard work and still being creative I think it's really inspiring you know just as especially the importance you know our better halves are always really the, the key pieces that go unnoticed but I think it's just one of the things I've learned a lot from this is a having somebody who's supportive or encourages you to do what's fulfilling but then also to lead by example you know they might w want to be doctors but like they'll be they know they can be whatever they want to be as long yeah. as they you know put the hustle in and are committed 100%. to it the support the support unit is huge We are back. I love these ones. We're definitely one area we're looking to improve. Obviously, we're gonna you know continue to invest or you know reinvest back into the show and make sure we get you know better mics for situations like this. But you know, I love the ambiance. I love the vibe you're getting. You can hear the people in the background. You know, people you know moving and shaking. Beers being enjoyed early in the day. A lot of fun being had. It was just really cool to see you know Chris's work up on the wall while we we're talking learning about his experience and kind of just, you know, being a part of it. It could have been really easy to do over the phone. You know, we connected pretty early on and knew it made a lot of sense, but, you know, I don't get to do all, a lot of these in person as much as we would like. And so the ones that we do are special. It's a really unique opportunity. And, you know, one of the beautiful parts of the project is getting to meet new people from around the world. And so I really, you know, had the opportunity and made the trip to Vegas just all a little more special and uh, really just appreciate Chris for, you know, making the time being a great host and, you know, being able to enjoy, you know, beers that he was uh, a part of. So it just really kind of ties it all together. His, uh, you know, his honesty, he's genuine, he's a hard worker. You know, if you follow along on Instagram, you can really see he puts, you know, he puts in all the extra, you know, time and energy. He's got some, you know, great, great support, got a great community he's building. He's supportive of others and, you know, really is just kind of, uh, you know, true to himself and true to the game and really doing something unique great example you know of being a hustler and the most positive way hard work he's passionate and he's you know not only that he's an artist and he's creating some really cool shit so can't you know can't thank chris enough beer-zombies.com beer zombies on instagram and it was really just a great opportunity to sit down and learn more about kind of uh you know the man behind the uh hopified zombie and it was a really cool experience like i said vegas i've been there several times and every time is a you know, different adventure learning experience and an opportunity and so i was really happy to have this one while i was out there so it was definitely you should be checking it out go grab some of his uh you know grab some of his merch if you're out in vegas you know hit me up or let me know and i can connect you with chris or you just reach out to him yourself he's a you know real genuine dude and, uh, or just or just follow along, and wherever wherever Chris is, something good's gonna happen. So definitely make sure you you check that out. And they just released uh, you know a new beer that we talked about, you know Hazy E. 
you know, Easy E, Easy E can eat it, right? And like, if you're not a you know fan of West Coast, you know, rap, there's just uh, you're obviously missing out. But you know, you have the, the Tupac inspired, you have the you know the Easy E, and I think we'll probably see maybe Run DMC or some other you know great artists down the line. So it's a it's a lot of fun. And you can tell he's just genuinely excited to be, you know, being a part of it and having the opportunity to meet some great people himself. And that's really what it's all about. It's being true to yourself, taking those chances, taking those risks, you know, expanding and seeing what comes of it. And so I'm having a great time. He's having a great time. And this is just a great example of the power of the project, meeting people from all over the place. You know, I definitely hit him up every now and again and bother the shit out of him. And he definitely, uh, you know, puts up with it. So it's been a cool experience. I want to give a quick plug to our boy Steve Raboyne, who he does all the work with, you know, Hanging Hill. You can check him out, Steve Raboyne, on Instagram and see his rebrand. It's kick ass. And he is the one. He did some work with Chris, and he's the one who put me in touch, you know, and recommended that uh, I have him on the show. So, huge thanks to that. I love to be connected. And really, just a great opportunity to you know support each other. So keep doing it. We thank you. Let's get back right into it. Part two. Chris Jacobs, Beer Zombie, Beer-Zombies.com, Beer Zombies on Instagram. You're obviously here. The 16 ounce canvas. We're having a great time. Part two. Enjoy. If I was like a single or you know a single dad, I wouldn't be able to do the stuff I do. You know, you right. have to you have to have that person that supports you and and really backs you up, and it helps you know to be a fan of what you do in general. But she understands it as far as like the beer aspect goes because she's in the wine business, so she's a psalm. She works at you know on the strip and she sells wine, so she's around it all the time. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like one of those things like she fully understands what I'm doing with that, and then she was a a dancer like she danced for the Lakers and she you know she was on all this stuff, so she has that artistic side so it's almost yeah she doesn't paint but she understands like you know the creative and the artistic process and she understands like sometimes i just got to be in the garage for like four hours by myself doing stuff you know like it's it makes sense because she did the same thing she had to go to you know dance auditions and classes and you know so it helps to have somebody that kind of is almost the exact same without being the exact same you know right yeah but yeah the the wine versus beer uh, discussions must be uh She's a big, she's a big, uh, a beer fan as well. Uh, Europe. Kind I was just of, gonna say, you, yeah. guys, you guys just went to Cantillon and all the lambic yeah, just yeah, yeah, completely exactly. just blew her away. She came back and she's like, "I love lambic." I why was can't like, we get this all the time? Yeah. I was like, "Why couldn't you lug something cheaper?" <laughs> yeah, or more accessible. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. And that's the thing. She's always like, "Oh, we should open that." I'm like, "No, you gotta wait. You can't just open that." Like, yeah. There's a reason I got that, and we gotta wait for something. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a momentous beer, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. I was in, I was in Amsterdam uh, last year. I set up a trade, and it was like all the guy wanted was all these like U.S. beer. I was like, "You're gonna trade me that?" And, it, and then I went to the the beer king, like the beer king or whatever it's called in Amsterdam. It's like the, one of the best beer shops, and yeah, they were just sitting there like all the three F you wanted, you yeah, know, all the Cantillon was like. And they, I mean, you could kind of tell that it was like a joke to them. They were like, you, you know, due to the popularity, it was like very like Dutch tongue in cheek. Like, yeah. you can only get so much per day because of. But like you realize, there's all these other beers here that are as good, if not better. Yeah. And it was wild. It was it was a fun trip. Definitely uh, eye-opening. Got to see a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool art, a lot of cool architecture, which is 
that's the big thing is you I've never been to Europe before and you know I always made fun of everyone oh I went to Europe and changed my life I was like it was weird man I came back and you kind of realize like how small you are in the universe of, yeah. of the world when you're standing you know on a road that was built in the 1500s you know you come to Vegas like the oldest building here is like 70 years or something right. I mean give or take I'm not sure what it is but you know you go over there and you're in a church that's been there for a thousand years or something crazy and you just kind of really put into perspective like the world's a big place you know like yeah I'm not as important as I thought I was at all. You right, know? a little blip, right? Yeah, because yeah. my, my wife, my family would always travel in the U.S. And then my wife didn't really travel much. Then when I took her a couple places, she's like, I don't really care. Like, I don't care about traveling. And now it's like, where are we going next? Where yeah. are we going? And I'm like, uh. It's like, addicting, man. Right, yeah, exactly. As soon as we got home, like on the flight home, we were like, all right, where do we want to go next? Let's start planning something, you know? Now, did you plan it yourself? Did you like, did you, like yeah, go rogue? Yeah, we planned it together. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was good, man. It was about 21 days. So, I mean, it was a long trip, and we hit Norway and Sweden. Belgium, Germany, and France. Did you bring the spawn with you? Uh, the which one? Your kids? Your oh spawn? no, that's awesome. No, no, no. Yeah. This is, it was our um, our wedding anniversary, so it was kind of a yeah. And it was cool. It started off we were just gonna go for like a week, you know, maybe a little longer, and then we just kept adding stuff on. And then and that was the coolest part is since we didn't book, we booked a one way to Norway, and we knew we were gonna leave from France, but we were like, well, let's just book everything down until we get to France, and then book the flight back. So by the time we got to France, that like one you know week, week and a half ended up being like three weeks. So I'm like, well, everything's already booked. Sorry, kids. You know, like, yeah. what do you want me to do? That's awesome. And that was the cool part. Like even in you know we were in in Oslo, and I've always wanted to go. Speaking of bucket list, Bar Akara is like, you know, that's like my dream bar to go to and visit. They have one of the most insane lambic sellers in the whole world, in my opinion. And my wife was looking. She's like, you know, it's like 40 bucks to fly from Oslo to Sweden, right? And I was like, really? She goes let's go I was like alright well let's do this you know like yeah. and that's like the cool part is we kind of just added it on and kind of went as as we chose and got to do a lot of cool stuff that way that's awesome yeah I definitely want to do that my wife is not as much into the beer she likes the sours a little bit definitely the lambics but it's uh we're working on it. the hops doesn't doesn't do well for yeah her. and I've noticed northern Europe like when we were there everything is very this you know hazy IPAs New England style IPAs it was insane it was insane yeah. like you go there and there'd be 40 beers on draft and 30 of them would be like New England style IPAs and then as you get all the way down you know you get into the Lambics obviously and when we got to France it was like all saisons all like farmhouse beers like very low ABV just food beers so it was kind of cool like we ran the gamut you know we just yeah. you kind of burn yourself out on the New Englands and you get into all the Lambics you're like alright cool I've drank my weight times 10 and then you end the trip with you know wine and saisons which was cool yeah, especially for, with the, your wife loving the oh, yeah. wines in France. So yeah, the have, wines was cool. She was getting mad, though, because every time we went to a winery, they would find out that I was into beer, and then they'd start talking to me about beer because that's the new thing is all the winemakers are starting to make, like, small batch, like, saisons. Because, you know, I, I figured the same thing as anything. If you do something for your family, does it for 500 years, you're kind of just like, all right, let's do something else as well. So she's like, really? We come down and, you know, we're at, like, you know, in Burgundy and Bordeaux at, like, these prestigious wineries, and they want to talk to you about beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's, like, there's a guy, he's from France, who's, like, looking for, looking for New England. He's, like, trying to make a documentary of a French, you know, French uh, brewer wine, you know, and trying, he came to the U.S. and he's trying to learn how to make the you know U.S. you know American IPA. I'm like guys in France. You know what I mean, like yeah, I the, love it. the meccas, and he's trying to figure out a way to yeah to make a style. And that, as they're making the beer, they're popping you know $500 bottles of Bordeaux's. That like and they're yeah. just like drinking them. Like oh, let's figure out how to make this you know beer that we can sell for two dollars a can. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so that that's wow, that's kind of 
That trip's good. That trip sounds awesome. You, again, Beer Zombies on Instagram. There's lots of great photos. You'll you know, you'll hate Chris by the time you go through all of them. I was like, really? Every, every day I was like, really? So yeah, I just got this bot. This or that. I was like, you bastard. I, I was trying to be, you know, no, not okay. on my phone a lot. So it was like one picture a day. You know? I mean, it was nice. Yeah. It's, I wasn't overloading. You no. Know? Oh yeah, because yeah, but it was good. It was like it was like very documentarian. Like it was like, oh, this happened today. It wasn't like yeah. in the moment, like you know, yeah. doing shit. Oh like no, that. you won't see selfies of me. Rarely. Yeah. It depends yeah. on how many beers I've had, but that's the big joke is I, I don't really like to show myself or like live stream, but right. everyone that knows me knows that there's a certain point in the night if I've had enough beers, the live stream comes out and then they're like, oh, Chris is drunk or, you know, Chris is buzzed. And then my wife will send me text. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh man. But she's it's like, she gets to learn her phone. It's oh like, yeah. She's like, Chris is live streaming. All right. Uh, are you okay, honey? Yeah. Yeah. Even my friend Dusty, he's uh, one of the guys that really like works with me doing beer zombies he travels with me and does all like the beer stuff he's always like i can tell on your videos as soon as your voice changes he's like i'm around you so much that i know i'm like oh here comes the live stream next you're getting drunk you know like this is part of it it's all yeah. good fun though yeah exactly no I, I think that that's uh you know what you're doing is good i think i think you're creating like a, a culture and a community what we're trying to do here you know i think it's really you know your, your branding your merch everything is going i think it's just a good it's they're all complementary of each other and i think yeah, it's really that, it's really organic which i really dig a lot and yeah i, I think the, the mural work and what you're doing is, is really unique for us you know, the, the beer i mean I, i've already crushed my beer and so I, you know I, I really enjoy that so that's it's really nice that you're really i mean it's fitting because it's complementary your art you're multifaceted in what you do you know yeah i feel like it's a good crossover yeah yeah but i think yeah it's not one and i think it's like you said I think your honesty and your your humility is pretty you know is pretty nice also. I mean it's it's not always uh, doesn't always happen, but what you said before you know you know what you know, but you don't know everything. And oh, 100 percent. Like I couldn't talk to you about yeast or hop profiles. I know what I like, and I figured out which hops I like by tasting them, but I don't know why I like it. You know? And that's the thing. There's people out there that are so smart, and I love that. Oh, yeah. I love talking to those dudes. You know, like and the same with like even just being a brewer people are like oh do you want to be a brewer no i don't want to be a brewer like no like i love beer but i i'm like kind of in the front of the scene i like to talk to people and like right. be out there like but there's people that they love getting up at five in the morning and going to the brewery and putting their music on and zoning out and making awesome beer and you know cleaning and doing all and then leaving like that's what they love to do and i like that that's like a cool it's like a big puzzle you get all the pieces right and you just get like this awesome outcome you know yeah and i, I think that one cool thing about social we're talking about like no so but like is i think it's given me a new appreciation for the you know for the brewer when they get up you know what i mean like but it's just funny because like you know they've been in there all day working six ten twelve hours and they get this one like group photo with their buddies or a brewery come by it's like that was probably the easiest thing that that guy did all day or that woman did all day you know it's like holy shit like yeah. they're up with god knows what you know yeah and it's like 80 percent cleaning like i mean you can, my wife could attest i don't like to clean at home like why well, don't want to go to work and clean you know for <laughs> eight hours a day and, and that's just being real i mean i appreciate it and it's amazing craft and it's very artistic and you know people yeah. that can just create things like that love it but it's not what i ultimately want to do oh yeah i tried to homebrew and i did it a couple times my wife's a science teacher and like what my definition of clean was versus hers oh yeah it was like she's like what did you do to clean that i'm like i ran some hot water she's like 
like yeah. she's big. Like you realize that you're in a, like almost like equivalent of a lab right now. Like you need to be on point. And I was like, I just like I, it was a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, I've done a couple home brews with my son. You know, like kind of just showing him the ropes. Yeah, like, your kits. Like I didn't yeah, do uh, exactly. I didn't do like what you do with you know with, with these, but it, it was fun. And again, it made me appreciate everything. What I thought would take, oh, that would be quick and easy. Oh, it's an all-day process. Oh, when I had a bottle, like I was like, oh, I remember my wife was going to bed, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna bottle. I'll be up in a little bit. And I think I was up five, like you know, five or six. I was like, <laughs> and I'm like trying to do the, this and this yeah. tube, and every it's going everywhere. It was <laughs> it was a disaster. My bottling sugar was not the right. You know, some bottles were super volatile, other ones weren't. I had a, definitely a few. The bottoms blew out in the car. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, it was awful, but it makes me it makes me appreciate it. And like I said, and I've said it before, is I think you're unique because I really kind of appreciate the importance and decision of art in beer. And you kind of embody that. I mean, a lot of times at breweries, even having your murals up, I've you know, and it's hyper competitive here in Vegas. That even supports the idea even more. The the commitment to something unique. Like if this place's food is as good as the beer, some folks might not notice your your yeah. mural, but they make that commitment to really take it to a new level and so it's really nice you know like i without insulting you there's probably folks coming in at daily and don't realize that you know yeah. vader's over there you know and so it's really nice that they go that extra mile to to do that yeah and, and just like you're saying like art and beer is such a big importance i mean there's been a million times that i go to the store and i'm like oh i've never had that that label's awesome let me try it yeah. to me like i'm drawn to stuff that's like visually like appealing like i that's awesome you know and branding too it doesn't even have to be like super crazy like modern times love their branding it's super simple super clean love it you know those ones do a good job even you know like treehouse like it's very it's not like oh wow that's the craziest art uh, i've ever i've ever seen but as far as like you know the cohesiveness and the branding of it yeah it i'm drawn to those kind of things yeah that was the foundation that's why we see we're beer agnostic because unfortunately we've all bought in beer that looks awesome and again yep. we're not bashing it but it, it, it tastes like shit and so you're like the art draws it in and gets that first date but i mean if yeah if it's just a pretty, if just a pretty face you're not gonna you know work with work yourself out so it's been really great because i in doing this which everyone's like oh you're focusing on the art and it's made me appreciate all the other pieces of the process even more because everybody's got to carry their own weight everyone's and it is a Especially in a brewery, like you're talking about, even like QC and cleaning. There's in the you know front of all these people that don't get the love on a regular basis. Yeah. That are really you know you're kind of you're representing them you know in, in those aspects. So it's it's really cool. I mean, it's definitely made my beer drinking experience a lot. You know, I appreciate it a lot more. You know, which has been great. Yeah, and I'm actually working on something because music's a big part of it too. You know, I mean, like I said, I started doing really the wheat pasting was for like bands. Did you play? Yeah. Uh, no, I, that's the thing. It's the same with like brewing. Like, I'm not a brewer. I love beer. I was never, but I was always around music. I am, you know, I help manage local bands. Actually, before Beer Zombies, I had a company that did merchandise for Las Vegas local bands. So, I mean, I've kind of done the same thing, just in different aspects. Throw shows, the whole bit. So, basically, throwing a festival now was the equivalent of me throwing a, you know, right. a hardcore show 15, 20 years ago. So even back, you know, with that goes, it's like you see these posters and stuff, and that's kind of what really got me into i kind of lost what i was going with this um no you're saying like a, it's another project you're saying about you know gigs and i guess if you play music oh that's right so i'm working with uh there's this this cool dj in town that only spins vinyl and he like loves like morrissey and like classic rock but he also loves like disco like he's really cool like 
older guy, like not old, but you know, older. He's not like the 21 year old, like let's disco, you know. Yeah, exactly. So he plays like a lot of cool stuff. So we're working on doing a, a dinner where he'll be in there kind of like giving like mood music as we go through and he'll change it thank you he'll change it with each course not like in your face and then once it's done it'll kind of turn into him playing music so you can hang out now now you've you know kind of like built like a date you want to come and hang out with your wife and have a good beer dinner and then afterwards you don't have to go anywhere he's gonna start playing music and we'll have a you know open bar you know kind of like a cool like collaboration with i like to kind of bring a lot of people together you know yeah so that kind that's, of a cool idea yeah you no know? because i like yeah i love i mean it's been nice i mean in, in a unpredict and un, unplanned self-serving way now that, to meet all these great people but i always try to make sure like how i found somebody like i like like connect all those dots but there's so many cool people doing this unique stuff it's really people like oh like oh it's just beer i'm like you, you're, yeah. you're, you're not even scratching the surface like you're totally missing a big part of that what's the dj thing uh, it's DJ Shalboy. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Uh, known him for a long time, and hopefully it all comes together because I think it's a great idea, you know. And he's into it, so we're just looking for a spot. We kind of have a spot locked down that we're thinking about doing, and and kind of just do like a really instead of I don't know how many beer dinners you go to, but usually you go to a beer dinner and it's like all right, cool, like you're basically just giving me the stuff that's already on your menu with Mm -hmm. beer that I can go in the store and get I want to try to create something like for this beer dinner I'm doing right here uh, two kegs that I brought in have never been in Nevada period one keg is the only keg that left the brewery ever like they don't even sell their beer so we're gonna have a beer that you could only get at the brewery or at this beer dinner so I mean stuff like that is like what I really want to like work on doing and that's just you know I, I get to make those networks by or connections by just networking you know I travel all the time for beer I'm always down you know visiting breweries and like I put in the work it's not like I'm just sitting at home hey man like check me out like you should send me beer you know like <clears throat> I drive five hours to go pick up a bottle of beer and drive home like multiple times I've done that right. That's, you know so I, I put in the work and I think the breweries see that like you know, I'm not just somebody trying to take you know build off their name or take advantage of them like I'm a person that supports them I you know I go down and I don't I buy my beer I drink my beer you know it's so they see that and they're like all right cool like you know we'll work with you you're you're mm-hmm. not just somebody trying to cash in on the beer is what the, is what I was trying to right. get at you know yeah I mean I have beer memberships I pay for all of them you know I mean all that stuff that I do it's it's kind of my pocket you know so yeah yeah like I said you're a genuine hustler and like hustle you say hustle sometimes has a negative connotation but not, I, don't, I don't think that's why I, like, I consider myself a hustler you know grinder you know we both use the world we and so I think that what I do like is that you're older than me uh, you're probably one of the few guests I've had that are on 39 I'll be 40 so not not that much but you're an old man compared yeah, to yeah I'm which, an old man yeah, we're both, great. Listen yeah, yeah, beer, yeah I just turned the whole, yeah, I, got, I have the same I, I'll come out later as the beer gets longer <laughs> but for somebody you know, getting started or considering kind of because what I like to say, I, I call arch entrepreneurs. Like it's you know play of that, but I, I think it just takes a lot of balls, you know, and guts to kind of just jump in feast first. Sometimes you, you know it's kind of ride or die. You know you got to make it work. But I also think it's really just it's really important. Small business is really what artists are, and I don't think people realize that. But would, if you have any advice for kind of a you know you know a young young youngster i guess i hate to say it like that it makes me sound really fucking old but just somebody <laughs> darn kids yeah right <laughs> I went, ah, yeah, get off my lawn but you know but like somebody who's starting out or kind of like is at that crossroad like what, what kind of advice would you give for somebody i mean for me in general like the way i felt yeah. i always have been a person that asks questions you know like people don't want to tell me answers that's fine but the people that do i've really noticed like that's a big you know 
like I said, I don't know everything. And I try to associate my people, myself with people that I feel like, you know, are positive influences and are, you know, business smart. So, you know, there's certain people even in town that like I kind of, you know, without them knowing it, they're my mentors. You know, I'm not going to go up and be like, hey, man, you're my mentor. Because it's kind of weird sometimes they're, they might be younger than me, you know, like, but I definitely like look at different things like that. I definitely think as far as the art goes, I mean, just figuring out what you really like are about, you know, like there's a lot of styles that I can't do and I don't want to do, but the styles that I enjoy and that's kind of just what I went for. And I think that was with taking the break for a little bit helped me, you know, just kind of really just knock out some stuff. So like even now I'm starting to get back into doing like a little bit of canvas work and things like that. And it's kind of cool because now the people that have murals and see my murals, they know that I don't do canvases. So now they're like, Hey, we want to collect a canvas or two, you know? So it's kind of like this whole evolution. And I think the biggest thing is just being true and organic. You know, I'd, I've never been the type of person that says, all right, this is point A and this is point Z and it has to be all these steps to get there. Tomorrow, after I do this with you, I might tell you, hey man, I'm not doing beer dinners anymore. You know, it just didn't work out. And that's the way I do with everything. If, you know, when I approach the walls or whatever, it's just, I feel like if you can just be true to yourself and kind of just do things that, you know, put your name on there because you really fully believe in it and do all those things, I feel like everything else kind of puts itself into place. Okay. Yeah. No, because I th think that, like you said about your wall, about you, you have a ske like idea in mind, and then when you get here, oh, okay. it, it changes. Changes always. Yeah, yeah. You know, very rarely is it start to finish. Every once in a while, you surprise yourself, and I and I'll come up with an idea. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty badass. Like even on paper and in my head, and I I knock knock it out, start to finish, and I'm like, awesome. But I'm also the type of the person that 99% of the time, when I'm done with it, I've worked on it for so long, I'm just completely over it, and I'm like. People are like that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. You know, I've I sat there and stared at it for the right. last 50 hours at my house. Like to me, I'm just like, it's not exciting anymore. You know. Now if you put up a piece and like, there's probably pieces right that you see locally, and you're just like, oh, I like. Uh, I have one in my house that I made for my wife, and every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I hate how I did that. You know. But everyone that comes in, they're like, that's like their favorite piece. But there's this one part that I just, it drives me bananas, and I can't unsee it. You know. But it is what it is. That's that is the way of art, you know. It's just it's not supposed to be perfect. Yeah, I think the yeah right. The flaws of life are what make it important. Exactly. Right? So yeah. Now with the canvases, I mean, would you ever sell prints? Was that something you'd ever do? I had some, uh, you know, back when I was doing mostly just street art. I had some prints uh, that I would sell. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm not opposed to it. I don't think that's the direction I'm going right now. I kind of feel like the art part of my business is more of the the talking point and launching part of getting kind of foot in the door with other things. So, you know, now I have the ability that I could work out a whole package with a brewery where I come in and we do a mural and I and I cover it on social media. And then after the mural's done, we announce we're doing a beer collab. And then, I, you know, so there's like a cool kind of, I think I have like a little leg in that a lot of people don't have because I can offer like almost like a multi-level, you know, from start to finish where instead of just, hey, you know, let's make a beer together and it's done. You can, you know, I can go in and we can do something cool. We can do a full, you know, I really, actually one thing that I that I haven't got to do yet, so if anybody's listening and wants to, <laughs> I wanna do a mural based on an idea that they have for a beer and then have somebody shoot the mural for the labels. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, because that was, that was my, actually was part of my next question. I haven't got to do that yet. It's because your works are so big and then you're working with beer so much that like, 
It doesn't necessarily, like, I think, I think to bring your art to life on a can, it would be really hard. Really hard. So that's why, like, I don't have that ability, so that's why I've never done it. So yeah. somehow, I think that would be kind of cool, you know, whether it's pho photographed and then put out, or I don't really even know how to even go about that. But I think it would be kind of a cool idea, especially yeah. for, like, a launch of, like, a new brewery or something, you know? Yeah. Like, work with, like, a new brewery and kind of get them a whole branding type thing, which is kind of a... Yeah. Something that would be awesome, I think. Well, yeah, well, let's, let's make that happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beer-zomb Beer-zombies.com. And also, uh, Beer Zombies on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Are you a big tweeter? Not I don't really. see you as a big tweeter. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like with Twitter, like, I feel like it's one of those things I, I know I should have. Yeah. So it's connected to, like, Yeah, I just push all my shit to it for the most part. It's connected yeah. to Untapped, it's connected to Instagram. And then every once in a while, I'll go on there and say something random and you know retweet some stuff and like some stuff but i feel like I, I don't know i don't know if i missed the twitter bus because i never really got into it i wasn't really a dad i have a personal one which i like like i, I just sometimes things will annoy me and i'm like now the 280 characters i'm like oh i can really say yeah. what i say like you know like i had a first well, on the way to the airport i had a first time uber driver i think he was like drive number one or two <laughs> It was it was one of the scary moments. Like I'm pretty open-minded, and it was insane. So Uber will be receiving a very heated email from me. But that's funny. So maybe that's just like an old guy <laughs> thing because the only the only time I really like like I'll like tweet at my gym and be like, yeah. you guys need to get in here and get these people with like sandals off the treadmill. You know, like yeah. stupid stuff like that. And at Avis, you really but it's me funny today. because yeah. they respond to that, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of yeah. cool. You know, that's the only people that are sliding into my DMs like Avis and like JetBlue <laughs> and like you like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, last question, since we both are big music folks, do you have like what's what's your scene like when you're when you're creating? Like, so, you, you have certain tunes you like? Yeah, so? I have like a weird, uh, <laughs> I have a weird uh, ritual. So I start every art project I've ever done since I can remember. I listen to uh, Mad Season from start to finish, which is just like really. I don't, are you a Mad Season fan? It's a uh, Lane Staley from uh, Alice in Chains before right. he passed away. Yeah. It's like a super group. Yeah. And it's like this kind of just cool, lyrical, like kind of soft and hard at the same time. Um, always, from start to finish. And it's start, it never ends. And then uh, I go straight into brand new. So yeah. I'm kind of, I kind of like grew up in that, you know, I did like the hardcore scene and like the post, post rock and yeah. kind of like the screamo. Like, so I, I, I like all that stuff. And then I'm, my all time favorite band is Nirvana. I'm a huge Nirvana okay, fan. Good, so. Yeah, yeah. But it all it, it's always goes mad season and then straight into brand new, like every single time. My wife laughs. She's like, "You've heard that?" She actually just bought me, which I thought was cool. She bought me like this huge CD thing because no one buys CDs anymore, <laughs> and it was Mad Season's re-release, and it has like five CDs of like unreleased video footage that you can like watch, like DVDs, yeah. like all this stuff. And I was like, "That's awesome." The bad part is. I don't have a DVD player or a CD player, so it's literally been sitting on top of our TVs for since my birthday in February. A computer, though, right? Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like, I feel like my computer should be able to Yeah, do it, it needs like, to be like on yeah, a big yeah. screen, you know. But, but yeah, I always yeah, I'm especially a big, Mr. Mule, man, right? You do anything small is not. Yeah, like, yeah, I like I said, man, my ADD kicks in. So well, not like that. Like, and then we, when we got here, I mean, you're you're a tall fucking dude. Like, yeah. how tall are you? Six four. Yeah, like I've. I'm not tall, but I was like, all right, yeah, you were definitely a monster over me, so it's fitting that you're a good reach for your murals. Yeah, and then and then even like in my computer station at home, like my desk, I have two computers, and it's no other reason, but sometimes I just like to have another computer on. Like, it's weird, like I get yeah. like, 
I don't know if like bartending like gave me ADD or what because I was never like that as a kid but I think just being behind the bar and knowing that I'm making a cocktail but I'm also listening to the dude behind me's conversation to make sure he's okay and thinking about you know what's going on over here I feel like it even like in normal life it's hard just to sit and do one thing you know yeah. so but now, do you have a signature cocktail when you're, when you're slinging drinks it just you know it's funny is I've kind of gotten out of like wanting to make new cocktails and all that stuff yeah. so there's like all this young generation of people that are amazing at it they can come in if they want to teach me one of their awesome drinks and I'll make it all day but I'm really easy old fashioned is like my go to I'm a bourbon guy so yeah. I mean if you if you go out with me and you're like hey order something it's probably going to just be a bourbon on the rocks or you know some sort of bourbon cocktails but when we were in uh, Europe I only drank like Aperol and Campari like it was weird like it was kind of cool because you could drink like three or four cocktails and then get up and walk away like nothing ever happened and that was kind of like a nice <laughs> you're like this, this is I was possible. like wow this is awesome no wonder I always saw pictures and movies of people drinking at noon because they're drinking like five percent alcohol you know yeah, like right yeah but it, it was that was kind of cool so I, I'm starting to get more into that like aperitif digestive kind of side of spirits which is fun but for the most part I mean I'm a beer guy yeah and being so busy I mean 21 days in it of just not being like was that amazing yeah yeah but part <laughs> of you was there a part of you itching uh, I mean I don't, don't want to mean you weren't in the moment but like no I mean one, it was weird once it was getting like that last day I was like alright cool I'm ready to come home and see the kids and kind of and then it was like almost like panic mode like all right, I have a festival coming up, and I have this, you know. Very, but very trust natural. me, for 20 days, I turned off, and I didn't care. You know, I yeah. was like, I took my web store on hide mode. I, you know, on my email, it was automatic. Like, I'm out. Like, like I did it all. Like, I was just completely detached. That's which was, legit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's like, that's what I try, really try to do that. Even with, with the kids, I'll leave it. Me leaving the phone in the kitchen, like, for a night, and just not, because the beauty of my job, my, I have a real job, folks. Obviously, you know, podcasts don't pay the bills. But, like, it's sales. And so, like, the flexibility I have is also part of, like, is the is the hard part. Because if I'm available wherever I am, I can be wherever I want to be. So it's, like, trying to find that, that good balance. And so it's yeah, having I mean, good people. So. I, there's a, a billion days that my wife's like, all right, no more phone. You know, no more Instagram, no more social media. You don't have to respond to everybody right now. You know, you don't have to respond to every text in five seconds that comes to you. But I said, I, you know, she understands it. But at the same time, it's like... That's how I built my my following, my business is, you know, I'm interactive with everybody. If, if you say something, I'm gonna talk to you, you know? Right. If you message me that you're coming to Vegas, I'm gonna let you know where to go, you know? I mean, I get probably, you know, 20 a day of people that are planning Vegas trips, like, where should we go, where should we go, where should we go? And at first I would just send them a link because I did like a fact on my website. Say, yeah. But then I was like, you know what? They don't want that. People don't want that. People wanna be able to talk to a real person. So I was like, all right, cool. So now I just, you know, I respond to everybody. You should just make a file on your computer and you just I copy and paste it. Copy, copy, paste. <laughs> People know that stuff, yeah. though, you know? No, they don't. No, it's like, if, the guy, if someone mentions beer, you paste this. If someone wants to go to a restaurant, I mean, it's like, it's not yeah. disingenuous. You're just being efficient. Yeah, I try. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. one of those things, but. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's how, because if, if I don't reply to an email within the first, like, half hour, I might just, I'll, I'll be like. That's what, yeah. I'll forget about and it. And that's why I do text I'm, messages. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go to open my phone and I'm like, crap, I got that text message a day ago and I responded and it was about something that was kind of important, you know? Yeah. And that's why I try to kind of be on top of that stuff. And it's one of those things, if you, like you said, you can work from home or work from wherever. I don't know exactly your schedule, but that means you're always available and you don't ever really have like a, okay, it's five o'clock, I'm done. Let's put this phone over here and never touch right. it again. You're always kind of working. Right, I'm like, oh, well, 
like my little dude's sick, so like I'm home with him or I'm going to the doctor, so I'm in the doctor's office. And like no one's like, oh, like I don't have to take a full day off. From, I don't take a day off from work, so it's like it's a give and take thing. Yeah, but, but, I agree. Uh, yeah. All right, man. I I appreciate it. We're gonna have a finish our beer off, you know, off air. But I really appreciate you making the yeah, time. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I'm glad yeah. I got to hang out. And yeah, I really like your story, and I, Thanks, I you know, it makes me uh, enjoy Vegas a little more, and just you know, following along what you're doing. I, I really, like I said, from one hustler to another, I just love your grind, and I think that it's it's it's, it's a genuine, true, you know, who you are, and you know, to be here for 20 years, you know, Vegas swallows up a lot of people whole, you know, yeah. even on a couple of days. So year 20 years strong and really make you know and oh, i'm sure by the end of this trip you'll be like i don't know how you live here <laughs> yeah right yeah but like yeah i mean like you're really and you're bringing some unique you know you're you're making it conscious like there's easy you, know, you could do really cookie cutter stuff and you're, and you're not doing that you know your art is unique so I, I really applaud you man thanks man i appreciate that cool all right everybody we'll see you next week cheers later guys And there you have it, folks. Chris Jacobs, Beer Zombie, 16-ounce canvas, Art of Craft Beer podcast. Gotta love it. I just really enjoy his story, his appreciation for you know life, his family, hard work. Shit isn't easy, folks, and that's a great example. I mean, Chris kind of made his own brand. He's true to it. He appreciates everybody. He's approachable. I mean... We shot a couple messages over, you know, Instagram, and and there are a few of them were probably, you know, football or Eagles driven, you know, just kind of, you know, virtual high fiving. But sitting down, it was, you know, easy talking. It was really nice. You know, he did get me a couple of beers in me, so maybe he was, you know, get me boozed up. But it was just, it was just a really great experience for me because it made my trip to Vegas a lot more interesting. It made it a lot more personal, you know, it allowed me to kind of be on his turf, check it out, you know, I made some great recommendations on places to go, not only for beer, but for art. Funny side story though, you mean, why I was in Vegas, and I probably told you before, I did get, I guess I would say I got pickpocketed. If I was going to say I got robbed, it just made it sound worse, but, you know, we don't have uh, In-N-Out Burger here on the East Coast, so, you know, after, uh, a few hours on the table, you know, whenever In-N-Out Burger was was psyched, walking back with my, you know, food and milkshake and got to my room, you know, within about a 10-minute period, somebody, you know, swiped my phone in my back pocket. But, you know, that, that it's just kind of, it's part of the story. It's hilarious. It's an object that's not worth it, you know, had insurance on the phone. It was all good. And fun, just kind of fun little road trip fact for you. I, I do this all the time. This is I've had some weird experiences with phones, but I always carry my previous version phone with me. If you don't have to turn it in or whatnot, so I had my old Galaxy phone with me. I went to AT&T, got myself a $5 SIM card. It was, you know, rocking and rolling again. And then when I got back east, you know, had uh, had the phone, new phone waiting for me. So it was just kind of funny, but it really just had a great experience, you know, in Vegas. Really had a great time speaking with Chris. You know, we still keep in touch, and I really just am excited for seeing what he's doing. If uh, you're listening to this, would love to you know get some of his you know, his beer collaborations, especially you know being a hip hop fan, just seeing what he's doing. You know, love to you know follow along, and I think it's just really you know it's it's nice to see you know building a community. You know, you know obviously it's interesting because Vegas, right? You know, the story of Vegas is you know in the middle of the desert, and you know it's just kind of built this town out of, you know in the middle of nowhere, and so you know Chris kind of uh, you know moved there. 
and build his empire there. And so it's just kind of growing. It's really exciting to see, you know, all the murals around town, the beer, the culture. He's at all the beer festivals. You know, he's just really making a name for himself. So we're, you know, as we are recording, we're rocking our, you know, our proper, you know, Beer Zombies t-shirt. We got, you know, we got the gear on. We're Beer Zombie Strong. Remember, you go to the website, beer-zombies.com, Beer Zombies on Instagram. Send some love to Chris. You know, thank you to the Zombie Nation for checking in. We do appreciate it. Much love to Chris and everybody else. We'll be back here next week. Episode number 60 is in the books. Sesenta. Chris Jacobs, Beer Zombie, 16-ounce canvas. Don't be a stranger, folks. Cheers. <laughs>